I'm The Animist, and you're listening to the Video & Company Podcast. Today we have Caleb Rennick, who is a motion designer at Union. So this might be a switch up from previous shows. If you know me personally or see me on Instagram, you'll know I've been animating a lot lately, and it's something I'm thinking about diving into a lot more. So that's why I brought Caleb on. We talk about studios that we like and animation styles that we're into, what it's like to work as a motion designer at an agency, as well as the differences between 2D and 3D animation. Real briefly, tell everyone who you are and and what you do right now. Uh, Yeah, so my name is Caleb Rennick, and right now I am a motion designer, really close to the senior title, not quite yet though, um, at uh, Union, which is a digital marketing agency in uh, Charlotte. So how did that how did how did you get there was that did you start off in design or did you always have kind of like an animation background I think I knew like I think I knew from the moment I was in kindergarten that I wanted to work with computers we had like computers at our school that had kid pics on them and like I used kid pics once and I just like fell in love with computers and I was like I don't know what but I love computers and I knew from that moment on that I wanted to do computer stuff I thought I might want to do engineering when I was in high school but then like fast forward I kind of was like getting ready to apply for college and I was like I'm really more interested in the art aspect of like computing. So like maybe let me try something like that. So I ended up kind of going for a program for digital media at UNC Charlotte. And then as I was there, I was like, you know, I also had an interest in graphic design. So I kind of broadened my degree to be a double concentration in both digital media and graphic design and and ended up graduating with both of those. And then from there, it was just like a straight shot into like, like a motion designer job pretty much right off the bat. I had in our like sophomore year when I kind of like found our animation class and kind of like really started to realize like that's what I wanted to do more specifically with the computer was animation. That was when I was like, uh, I introduced to uh, a man named Ron uh, who owned a business um, or co-owned a business with Albert um, named MyJive, which was kind of like this small scrappy startup agency in Charlotte. And so I, I had already kind of like known about them. And then the moment I got out of college, I was like, I want to go work there, like no matter what. So I went, I didn't even like apply. It was pretty stupid. I didn't even apply to anywhere else to work. I went straight there and I was like, I would like to have a job with y'all. I know I want to work here. I'm going to work here. Like what's, what's it going to take to get me in the door? And they were just like, all right, you're hired. So I got hired in this internship position and then they had a designer that was there that was, I was kind of like interning under and I was doing some motion stuff, but not a ton. And then she left, and so they suddenly needed like me to take on more hours and do some more of her design work, but I was like still an intern. So at that point, I was kind of like moved up to an independent contractor, and then from there, my jive was actually acquired by Union, and then I was kind of an intern slash independent contractor there for a little while longer, and then eventually I was like offered a motion designer position, and I've been there ever since. That's awesome. That's Yeah. That's such a foreign um, career path from people yeah. I hear because it's like it takes so long to get to the place that you want to but I, I do feel like I've heard a story a similar story where someone like got out of school and they went directly to where they want to work and they're like I'm going to work here and um yeah yeah so that's awesome um and I just I guess we'll, we'll probably touch on this like a little more in depth later um I've just been mm-hmm. trying to get all the like details out early so people can feel if they can relate to to guests and stuff yeah. so like what kind of programs are you using for uh, your work? Yeah, I mean, we're I'm pretty heavily in After Effects. Like, I, I, After Effects is definitely my big go-to, um, at least on the, like, 2D and just the general animation side. Uh, like, right after that, it's probably, like, 
at Illustrator and then a close third uh, with Photoshop. I, I'm definitely more of an Illustrator person. I feel like everybody's either an Illustrator or a Photoshop person and they do one or the other and then they hate the other one. I, I kind of like them both, but I definitely prefer Illustrator more just because it there's like a lot more tools to kind of go between After Effects and Illustrator way more fluidly than there is for Photoshop. So that's just kind of why I like that. And I also kind of like a style that I can reach in Illustrator that I just can't always get in Photoshop. And then after that, it's probably like a combination of Blender and Cinema 4D just to kind of fill in some 3D areas where we need. But other than that, you know, there's like probably a handful of other small miscellaneous programs, but that's the primary set. Are you are y'all or, or are you doing much Cinema 4D Blender or is it kind of like just when the situation arises, you have it? Yeah, it, it definitely comes and goes. Uh, it's it's so funny because while I am a motion designer and the majority of my job is based in motion, occasionally we have like fringe projects that are like still like the majority of our work, but still kind of like a fringe project to me in that it's not directly aligned with like motion design stuff, but it is work that we are doing. And, and it, like recently right now, we are working very heavily in cinema to kind of process and do a bunch of like product renders for e-commerce sites. Gotcha. And so that isn't directly in the motion designer thing, but that's like, you know, that's a job that keeps the lights on and the bills paid and, and, and allows me to do the other motion design stuff Then I'm fine to like jump on that. So we're, we're other than that, we're mostly like pretty minimally in 3d. We haven't done a ton of 2d, 3d combo stuff. We mostly either work in one or we work in the other and we're primarily more in the 2d space. Yeah. And I've like, I've been animating for a couple of years, but just recently started gravitating more of like, maybe this is something I should do more of because yeah. people say, people say like, you should dive into that more. And, um, I've noticed that animators are like, don't like it when we put 2d and 3d together. And I kind of, I've, I kind of understand it is because it just, it, those two formats don't necessarily commute all that well, but, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, cinema 40 is a big deal. Um, I didn't know you did that, so that's super cool. Cause yeah, um, and then am I a weirdo? Because like I do all my design in After Effects. Because <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Literally, I know so many people that do that, and I am like so the opposite. I don't think I just think part of that was like I was never in in like the few animation classes I had. It was always like do the boards in Illustrator, do the boards in Photoshop, do them on paper, then you bring them into After Effects. And I, I just think I got so in that headspace that now I'm like, if somebody's like, oh yeah, I just like, my boss like, oh, sometimes I'll just start up an After Effects project and just start dropping stuff in there. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's like way too unorganized for me. I want my grid and my guide and my snapping. And I want to like do all that stuff and like be an illustrator and like really zoom and get all this like detail in there and then be like, okay, it's clean. Now let me put it in after effects. I don't ever want it to be like in that messy state when I'm in after effects. So I, I probably should like try and do it because I, I, I can definitely see the benefits of it. It's definitely faster. And some people are like crazy good at it. They can just start mocking and they know, but like I'm the kind of person where I want to build the technical structure first, like in, in illustrator and then solve the problem in after effects. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I assumed that it was like a designer thing because I never considered myself a designer and I never did design yeah. work, but it was like, I've been using after effects for six years. I've got illustrator for like maybe like a year of experience and I've only really yeah, used yeah. it as a fancy converter. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, like, what? Tell me a little bit about Union. I know a little bit about it, but I feel like it's one of the places in town and in the state that um, probably deserves like a lot more recognition. I'm, it gets plenty of recognition. I'm just saying that like, <laughs> it's kind of a thing that I don't think too many people like hear about. 
Yeah, it's definitely super interesting. It's definitely been such an interesting place to kind of work and like be my first job because in some ways I like don't have a frame of reference, but I also have ideas about how I want to do my job. And then like there's that reality and then there's how you want to do it. And they don't always align, but like I'm pretty lucky that I work on a team where like those things line up pretty neatly. Um, we, we definitely do a lot of stuff and Union is a really unique agency because there is like three core service offerings and right now they are especially uh, interesting because they're kind of in this transitional phase where they're moving towards a larger agency structure as opposed to the smaller agency structure that they've been in for the past few years. But the agency is central business was uh, centered more around like three separate core service offerings. There was like campaign and social work. There was like website and other experience app based stuff. And then there was kind of like our wing, which is like studio and production, video production, animation. And what they've decided to do now is make this more central pivot so that it's more like union is the resource. And then we provide services underneath the resource, but the client buys into the resource and then they get all these different services at once instead of coming to us for a specific service and there's I think a lot of business advantages to that but more importantly I think it is an attitude and a business model that uh, enables collaboration a bit better and allows for people to kind of work more as being on the same team as opposed to being these separate siloed resources that kind of have their own projects and they have their own thing and like that's what they do because I'm of the personal opinion that I think like when you enable that collaboration at the business level you're really going to increase the quality of the creative because you just have more people and more ideas in the room and you're going to have a better end product because there's more people like checking each other and, and, and like getting each other's backs and making sure that the final product is this high quality delivery. Yeah, it's like a compatibility thing. I, I had no oh, clue muted, about that. I think. Um, or maybe... Yep, no, um, I'm muted. Oh, there you go. <laughs> but it, uh, it sounds like a compatibility thing because I've, I'm, I haven't i have delved too far into the agency world, but what little I have is I do know that like some agencies will have clients where they're like, oh, these people come to us for this thing, but they use somebody mm-hmm. else for this thing. And it's like, I would think that's kind of a pain for yeah. the client to like have to, to manage the two. You know. Yeah, I, I think it is super interesting. It definitely is a pain for us. And I think it's really easy for us as creatives to see work that other agencies are doing for the same client and think, oh, our work, if we had did that, it could have been way better. And the truth is we don't really know because we don't know what the, those agencies, you know, restrictions and timelines were. And I think for the clients too, it can be really painful. A lot of the times, I think, the, especially the larger clients, they the way that their business is run, they get really locked into like, we've used this person as a service provider before, we have to use them again. And so suddenly when they want to do something new, like they want to do a website redesign, but they already have a development team, like either internally or they work with another developing firm, suddenly they're only coming to us for you know a website design and then the development team is going to do it. And that is a situation that creates nightmares. It's a pain point for us. I, I can't imagine that it's not a pain point from the client side. I've never really been on that side of the table, but I can't imagine that that's any easier for them than it is for us. It definitely is annoying. And so it's nicer to be shifting to a business model where we are going to be more all-encompassing and become that lead agency as opposed to one of many. Yeah, that's interesting. I never heard that. Um, so you said you – and I wanted to I want to touch up a little bit on um, the workflow that you have at the yeah. agency. But you did mention that you do freelance also, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. a little bit here and there. It's really more of like I don't actively search it out because – I love being able to put my 40 in every week and I love being able to do what I do at work. And then I'm like, 
all right, cool. I'm tired. I'm clocking off. And then, you know, occasionally like freelance projects will kind of come through friends and I'll be like, yeah, this might be something I'm super interested in or, oh, I need some side cash. This would be nice to like pick it up. But I've never, I've never been trying to like really hustle and like do a bunch of work 24 seven. I would love to be able to do other stuff besides work too, even though I really love what I do. Okay. Gotcha. So like, what's the workflow for you? Um, because like I said, you know, I kind of, I've been in the film world for uh, mm-hmm. over eight years, and I've had I've animated because it was something that a client asked, and I learned yeah. it. And so, I don't uh, up until like this past year, I'm just now getting mm-hmm. like actual corporate agency understanding of uh, the industry of motion design. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. what's your process like? Like, how much do you have your hand in? the projects that come through to you like are you in charge of the art or are you just giving assets um you're, yeah and and you just kind of like go from there i i think it's 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 really so variable and i think that's what's super interesting about specifically the studio like production video animation work that is very different from especially a lot of the other services that union offers the other services that union offers are interesting because they're all very like we need x y and z and we will generate you know a b and c for our studio, it's more like, what does the client have? What does the client want? What do we need to do? And like, what, what do we need to do to accomplish what we need to do? And, and so every project is super variable. But in general, we try and be in charge of as much of the creative process as possible because it just gives us more freedom. It gives us more choice. And it lets us do things quicker internally. Like when we have to wait for a client to approve copy or to give us a script, and then we have to work with the script that the client's given us, you know, that's going to compromise or that's going to really tamper with the creative vision. Because if the client is the one writing the script, we have to be able to fit what the client's vision is in into our own schedules instead of being like, we think that this is the most effective way to communicate this. Here's a script client. It's like the client's like, all right, here's the script that like we crapped out in a day and like you guys just like take it and go. And usually that's like a massage process for us. But we try, we are pretty good about being in charge of things like the art a lot. So usually bare minimum, we're in charge of like boards, high level concept, and then like execution. And there are many times where we may get client to provide a number of assets to kind of assist whatever we're building whether it's like a video with a lot of text animation and the client's providing some assets we might be shooting some assets and combining them all together and then we 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 try and be in charge of the script as much as possible that's like a really big pain point for us because it just sucks to have somebody else write a script that you don't know and we have really fluent and you know good uh copywriters internally at union so it's more I guess helpful for us to kind of have them t- tackle those scripts mm-hmm. and it just gives us more control but also like but you specifically like uh like do they come yeah. to you let's let's say it's a client that um doesn't have anything they might have like a logo and mm-hmm. they might have a website or whatever but like they never had like a branding strategy type thing going yeah. on so they're like um as long as you have our font the right way you can do whatever you want like how how is the process with you specifically with like the art and the direction and and the style yeah yeah that's a really good question so generally what happens is like when we have that initial meeting where we're like hey client like we have a list of things we might want like we might want the logo we might want to see if they have a brand standard we we basically just go down the checklist and ask the client for those things they give us whatever they have of that checklist and then what we'll do is we'll kind of have this kind of simultaneous work where i will take this i will have a discussion maybe with um some higher ups or with the script writer and say like 
I think the video might go in this direction. I think that like, or maybe I'm thinking about some specific lines of text. I'm like, I think the script needs this, this, and this line of copy. And however else you want to hook these things up, go for it. I might like just kind of have a conversation that generalizes like, here's what I want the story to be. And then from there, uh, like the script writer is going to go and write that script. And in the meantime, we're going to start like creating style frames or kind of assembling like a bunch of different examples from like Behance and from other creative outputs like Dribble, just like getting some stuff. So then that script writer is kind of putting that script together. And then we're going to go back to that client and say like, here's where our headspace is at creatively. And here's the script. Can you, can you approve both these things and sign off? And we take feedback. And then at that point, the script writer is more or less done. Like I might have to meet up with them again a few times while I'm making boards to kind of massage some stuff. And we might have to do that same thing while we're animating. But at, after that point, it's like, it's pretty much on me. So then it's just like, I take the style frames, I've transitioned to that into something that works for the client and creating boards. And then from there, we'll take the boards and we'll start to animate. And then we're basically done. That's pretty efficient. Yeah. Um, I, I always feel terrible when like, I send in like uh, the, uh, the, um, the previs or like, you know, the um, inspiration and stuff. And generally it's like, the, the time that passes for them to like okay it I'm like I've already yeah. like made it better and it's like do I go with the old stuff or do I go with the new stuff I don't know what to do yeah 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 um yeah we, we try and make sure that like when we do previs like previs is like one of the hardest things I I in my experience for this business especially when we're working with like 3d elements or pseudo 3d in there and it's just because like we're used to like as creatives seeing wireframes or like seeing like really like just, you know, viewport renders and being like, oh, I know what that's going to look like. I can trust that this is going to look a certain way. The client has like no ability to have that kind of creative imagination, which is why they're coming to us in the first place. So when we try and show them this because a render of a single frame is going to take four minutes and we don't have time to render 180 frames for them to sign off on an approval. It's like we, we come to them with the 3D previs and they're like, I don't know what this is. It's gray. I don't like it. And it's like, well, yes, that's like the model view. Okay. Or whatever. Like that's the hardest part for us too. But we do try and be really like, because we are so based around like, here's a project we're signing with the client. We have hours that we have to use. Once we send that previs, we just stop working. We're like, all right, no one does anything until we're approved. Unless they're like, we're very confident the client's going to approve this. We might start doing some like skeleton roughing some boards in and stuff like that. But from the time previs to the client approval, we try not to do any work because we're always worried about the client wanting to switch directions mid, you know, mid previs or like anything like that. Yeah, that's smart. Um, so let's switch it up a little bit, a little to the more fun stuff. Uh, so yeah. like, how would you explain your style if you think you've found it? Because I, I know like... If you had asked me like three years ago, do you have a style? I would have been like, totally. And then try to explain it and it wouldn't be so cohesive. So if you think you found your style, what do you think it is? And like, where do you get a lot of your influence from that? There's, it's That's like such a hard one because I do feel like I, I feel like I sometimes know what my style or what I want my style to be, but I don't have enough experience because I'm so young and so like fresh in the industry that I haven't had a ton of experience to really like hone and refine that. I generally like, I know what I love and that's what I try and make my style, but I'm not sure that I've like really found it yet. I think definitely where I'm at stylistically is like, I love bold type. I love bold colors and I love kind of like pre like flat design kind of super minimalism, but like also a lot of like really bouncy and fun character without having to actually bring in real characters. And I mainly just don't try, I try to not work with characters in my work because I'm not a character animator and I haven't really 
garnered those skills yet. I think at some point I would like to start working in that and really get personality, but that's like such a job within itself is like just a character animator. And I, I don't even know that I'm like technically there yet. I'm like so focused on like a larger picture of like, let me just try everything in the candy store and like figure out what I really like before I'm like, I want to dedicate my life to learning how to animate characters. Yeah. And I was actually listening to a podcast with a, do you know, I think his name's EJ from iDesign. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always liked his characters because it would be like it would look like something from Adventure uh, Adventure Time, but it would be three D, yeah. and it would just have like these you know rubber hose ligaments. And I was like, yeah. oh, he's got an interesting style. But then I listened to the podcast, and he's like, I'm such a terrible modeler that I just this is what I can do. And I'm like, oh, yeah. dude, mm-hmm. I thought it was an artistic choice. I love it. So it, yeah, it's yeah, funny yeah. that you know we might think that way, but I think what gravitated me towards your stuff is I was getting like a little bit of like the Ben Marriott type look a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, are you, are you into his stuff at all? Yeah. I've seen some of his stuff before. I like, I, if I was trying to like picture like his top five works, I don't know that I could do it, but I've definitely seen his name and I see it attached stuff and I'm like, Oh yeah, I remember this guy. And then I'll see it and I'll be like, this is some good work. And then I'll totally forget what he, what he like, what what kind of work he has. But yeah. But yeah, it's like, you're, you're very color focused and, you work with like a lot of shapes and then yeah. I really dig like your actual like motion work. And I feel like that's something that, um, I should dive into a little more like, um, because I mean, motion graphics, motion design, it's in the, it's in the name. Yeah. But a lot of the times I'm just like, dude, I just want to make something that looks awesome, but then it starts moving and it's clunky or you yeah, just yeah, easy, yeah. ease the hell out of it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so how, yeah, what do you feel I, about I, that? I love the shapes too, for sure. I think that that is like my area where I love that the most. Cause it's like, every time I look at a graphic or an idea, I want to see like, and I love seeing work where it's like the, like very complex ideas simplified down as much as possible. I think like for the viewer, it's so like engaging, especially when you see it done really well. It is something that's really hard to do. And I can't say that I always walk that line well, but like when you see really good motion work that has like, something that's like it's a square it's just a square on the screen like a yellow square on a blue background but like somehow like the way the script is and the way the motion is you just know that that is like a bird and you're like wow that's such good animation and they nailed it so well that like i think this square is a bird like that i think is like the most impressive feat and that's why i love using the shapes because when you can nail it right it feels really good yeah yeah and i couldn't put it any way better um so like um what are you, what are you, what would you say are some of your goals with um I'm going to break this up into two different sections because okay. um I like I like to I know what we do is like it's uh, I know what we do is uh it's fun and we enjoy it otherwise we wouldn't do it um but then also like it's our livelihood so we got to be like strategic with it so I guess the first version is what are your goals with um the craft in general like where where do you want to like take it like what kind of work do you want to be doing for the next like five ten years yeah yeah i think that's a really good question i am like so in the zone that i don't even know and at first i was like kind of upset that i didn't know that because i was like oh everybody else has these like really sharp ideas about like exactly where they want to go in their career and stuff like that i'm like more of a person where it's like i know what my interests are and when i find an interest i'm just gonna like follow that until i'm satisfied but I'm at also at the state right now where I'm like, 
I'm really young and I'm lucky to work on a very, very, very small team, which means I have to wear a lot of hats. And I'm like, that's perfect for me right now because I want to wear as many hats as possible and just get my hands in like every pot of honey and like figure out like, oh, you know, I really didn't like doing green screen work for four hours, matting out this dog's hair. Or like, I really liked making this 3D hot dog. I really liked animating this thing. And like, so I think my, my like goal right now is just to learn as much as possible and then figure out like in my next job or in, you know, in my next life or in my next five years, what do I want to be doing? And it's like, which of these things that I've done in the past do I want to be doing? I definitely am like super focused right now. I'm like trying to broaden both my actual motion side, but also my technical like motion side. So like taking motion and then trying to uh, link it up with other goals that aren't necessarily directly motion. So not just limiting to like animation and video, but like how does animation apply to the web? How does animation apply to social? How can we make templates for social that makes it really cheap, but still make really good high, like high quality and like motion graphics. And like, that's where I like super am right now, just because a lot of that's like, that's what our company needs right now. But also it's like, I'm super interested in like the logistics of like how motion connects to other like venues that the company is working in. Okay. Um, so like you, do you, do you feel like, I, I guess the second part of the question really wouldn't make too much sense because if you're kind of like, we, we, sounds like you're trying to like ride with the company for as long as you can, which yeah. is great for sure. Um, so like, let me see what else we got. Um, you mentioned dribble and Behance. Um, yeah. I just started an account on dribble. Um, and I haven't like gone too far into it. I've actually been using Pinterest um, yeah. for a lot of mm-hmm. like inf- influence and, and inspiration and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I don't think a lot of people, especially listeners to this show, because it's like I said, it's video based, and I'm trying to like kind of yeah. take it to animation because that's where I'm going. And so, um, mm-hmm. what could you explain like Dribble and Behance to people that don't know what it is? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Like Behance is pretty great because it's like if you have an Adobe account, like whether you're paying for Creative uh, Cloud or not, um, like Adobe offers Behance as like a free kind of creative portfolio service. So it's a place where you can kind of upload your own creative portfolios. And it's, it is like you have some template, but you also have a lot of ability to kind of upload your own images and style your portfolio how you want. And then they've also added like the ability to create websites off of that too, which is kind of a nice thing. But Behance is just kind of like a creative project curated site so they they have like tons of curation and they also just have you know you can follow individuals you can follow certain kinds of like topics or certain kinds of awards that are given out and they you know they they custom curate content for you on your like discovery page and stuff like that so it's a really great way to like find a lot of creative work and also follow creatives for me it's not one that i update much i'm like pretty terrible about all social media in general but especially like the creative portfolio ones i'm like so bad i i love to look at them but then like I never remember to like put any of my own work up there and I'm always like, oh, I'll do it next week, I'll do it next week. But that's kind of how Behance is. And Dribbble is a similar, but it's less about portfolio and more about like, here's a thing I'm working on or here's a small little portion of a project or like here's a quick little message. It's much more like Instagram based than, uh, than Behance is where Behance is like this very full built out like put your entire piece of work there and put all the steps up. It's like dribbles, like put a little quick thing up, put, put maybe like an in progress and a finished piece with each other and like call it a day. So it's definitely a place to go to get lots of like little quick inspirations. Okay. And I, do you remember when I DM'd you the other day, did I find you mm-hmm. on Behance or dribble? Uh, I think, mm, I think maybe Instagram even, but if not Instagram, probably dribble. 
Okay, I'll have to check the yes. DMs because I saw some stuff on there that um, when we do the YouTube version, I like to do like a demo reel, kind of like your best of little 20 yeah, second yeah, clip. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you still have like copies of everything that you've like uploaded on there? Yeah, okay. I, I, I can I can find a lot of this stuff or I can like, I think Dribble's kind of nice because you can pull a lot of the original files off too on, on the user end. So I can probably go back in and I can like pull basically anything you need, but okay. yeah. Awesome, I just wanted to throw that in there before I forgot because yeah, yeah, I really sure. liked some of this stuff on there. Um, yeah. So are you are you interested in the Cinema 4D world at all or is it, or is it kind of like a ends to a means for work? Uh, it's super interesting because I originally started in Blender when I was in high school. I had a birthday party and my friend, I think, forgot to get me a gift, but he was like, I, we, him and I would always like just hang out and play on the computer a lot. And, um, one thing he, so he, he was like, I didn't get you a gift, but I got you this. And he like showed me Blender and like, I like spent all that night like rendering a light bulb and it was like the world's shittiest rendering. But like that moment on, I was like really hooked on 3D for a while and I spent like, like the next like six years like being like primarily focused in blender and i got like pretty decent at it i did like a lot of little like kind of shitty stuff but it was like it was fun for me and it was like something very different especially because it was like that was kind of like before i knew too much about after effects or anything and then i kind of got really heavy in after effects and i just stopped 3d and it's definitely an area that i'm interested but i feel like my mind works so much better in 2d like when i see like when i think about 3d i'm like i want to have 2d work that maybe has some like 3d elements or 3d accent pieces but the primary work is done in 2d and the, the 3d is just kind of layered in there i i don't i, I do like the 3d and it's cool but it, it is this level of technical complexity that really takes like a specific kind of mind to really get in there and do quickly like when i do 3d i want to take my time and like do all the little different things and like do simulations and do all that cool stuff and then it's like if i want to get a project done quickly that's like not the mindset i want to be in because i'm just going to spend forever in 3d and not get anything done i hear you totally yeah um well so i guess the last thing we can talk about um is could you or would would you say there's like any des, uh, motion designers or it could be illustrators that just happen to kind of like be in the like closely aligned with the animation field like would there be any um like people that I should check out or maybe listeners should check out to like kind of expand their view on like what design is because I I was not too into 2d for the past couple of years because i didn't see anybody doing anything cool or when i did see it i was like you can't animate that like that's way too like the way that's laid out it's going to yeah, be difficult yeah. but then lately i've just been seeing some stuff where it's designed for animation and it's like i didn't even think about designing characters or or shadows like i had never seen a shadow and highlight like in a, in a, in a uh, illustration like a yeah. illustrator illustration till like recently and it's like kind of changed my outlook on everything so who do you think you uh would recommend yeah i've got a bunch and i just i was just like googling on the computer because i have like a big list that i like to keep of like places that i find i like definitely in the super heavy 2d but also like sometimes 3d world is like i think like one of the best animation studios out there especially within the u.s is like gunner they're like amazing i think they're based in either chicago or maybe detroit they are like Oh my god, they're so good. They they are like just have a really good ability to capture style, but they also have such a like a high level of animation talent there that like everything they do is amazing and they do a lot of great stuff with Google, they do stuff with Herman Miller, um like Facebook and and just a ton of other places too, but a lot of their Google 3D work is pretty awesome. They also did some really good work with another studio that I love, which is Stink Studios, and Stink Studios is really interesting because they're more like um 
web and app and other kinds of like like digital experiences based so they're primarily kind of like developer driven but they really are very creative people and they have a lot of really great creatives there and they work really hard to make sure that like motion can translate to that really technical level and like live on those web platforms because that is like so far i think from a lot of people's idea of traditional animation is just like we make videos and that's it and like videos go places but like these people are out here like making like animated svgs that like custom interact to users like that's where the future of like motion design is because it's just like like motion design doesn't have to be this like 2d video input output kind of thing like it can be this like much more interactive like creative experience that is like i think way more fulfilling too for animators because it's like i mean like that's the ultimate thing is like making something come alive so if you can make a user interact with something like what's more alive than that so i feel like that's like kind of where a lot of really great animation fields are kind of headed just in the natural direction of trying to communicate better um i think Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that stuff be like kind of like coding animation? Um, yeah, it's interesting. I definitely think recently a lot of developers and a lot of animators too have been focused on this problem of how do we take these like creatives that aren't necessarily super interested in coding and how do we bring that creative and that coding into more of like a seamless integration so that designers don't have to code to create good animation work. And like I'm the kind of person where I'm actually very technical and I do like do a little bit of coding on the side. But like there are lots of really great tools like Lottie, which is like probably the biggest one. And that's like an uh, like a free, like open source uh, library created by Airbnb, if you can believe it, like to kind of take animations directly from After Effects and put them on the web. And it's like all animated in web, like in SVG. And it's just like it just works. It's like developers like put like a line or two of code and it's just on the web. And like that stuff is like really, really powerful. And I think that's where like, at least I am like super interested because like breaking down the barriers between development and design and animation, like that's a super interesting frontier for, for motion design. For sure. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say too, one of the other like studios that I really, really love is like Trollback. Um, uh, they're really, really great too. They're kind of like international, but they have one in New York and I think maybe in Los Angeles too. They do like tons of works. Like they just recently did the Fox rebrand. Um, they do a lot of stuff with Apple. They do stuff with Google occasionally and a lot of stuff with Nike. All of their work is always amazing and all of their motion stuff is like, they do a lot more like branding and, and kind of like general purpose stuff and, and rebranding, but they also like almost always have like motion elements like combined with whatever they do. And they do like just such an awesome job at like any project they tackle. Dope. Yeah, yeah. I, I just looked up Gunner Studio. That kind of sounds right up my alley. But I appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem. I'm glad to be on. So thanks for listening. Be sure to check the notes for websites and Instagram handles to check out the guest. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at IamTheAnimist and YouTube at TheAnimistOfficial. Thanks.